0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, February the 27th, 2024. It is currently 8.37 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Well, I was here in the studio and I had one of my podcast apps open and I was just going from podcast to podcast to podcast to podcast. And I was listening and I came to the American Family Newscast, right? American Family Network Newscast. Um, which is a part of the American Family Network, which, you know, I sometimes have my frustrations with because I always tell you American Family Network, American Family Radio, American Family Radio Network would be, AFR is the short title, AFN is American Family News, and then it's called the American Family Newscast. So, all right, all these abbreviations. Okay, you get the idea. So American Family Radio has something called American Family News, which broadcasts a number of times throughout the day. Morning, afternoon. I think, like like late afternoon and an early evening, I can't remember and and there you can also subscribe to it as a podcast, even if you don't listen to the radio network now again, it's very, very political as you can imagine, it's very, very right leaning in its politics very pro republican very pro trump you 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 kind of get the idea but but it's a part of a Christian radio network, so I like to kind of hear what they're talking about and see what they're saying, so I can kind of keep up with it so i i'm I'm sitting here listening not really paying a lot of attention, talking about the typical stuff you think they would talk about. And then they say something. And as soon as they say it, this thought came to my mind. When does our spiritual actions become sinful or I, I, and I was just kind of like throwing a lot of different questions, but that's kind of the way I phrased it the first time. When does our spiritual actions become sinful? Now that seems to imply that that always happens. Now we could argue in some way it always happens because we're sinful human beings. We have a sinful nature. And so whatever we do, no matter how spiritual it is, no matter how good it is, it's always tainted and corrupted with sin to some level. I know some Christians try to deny that, but I'm very committed to that position, right? No matter how spiritual we are no matter how good the act is, it's always tainted in some way, shape, or form with sin. So in some ways that kind of is that is somewhat consistent with my perspective. But then I thought, well, let me let me rephrase the question. At what point can our spiritual actions move from spiritual and pleasing to God to that which is sinful? At what point? can a spiritual act something that we're doing that is godly and holy and and righteous and biblical at what point can at, at what point can that cross over and go from this wonderful thing to something that's actually sinful and selfish and self-serving and it's being done through vain glory and it becomes about you at what point when does that happen now i i i raise these questions a lot during the pandemic like at what point when we're when we're trying to fight something or argue about something, at what point when really our action it's no longer godly. We think we're taking some stand for righteousness and, and truth, but in reality it's crossed a line and we're really doing it well to exalt ourselves, to make a point through vainglory, pride, arrogance, or you know, because we don't want to submit to something that we don't like. It's really all about us. Like at what point can that happen? Now you can you can convince yourself. And th- this is always the area of the Christian life that I think should scare us to death. I think it should frighten us because we are very capable of doing certain things and convincing ourselves that we're doing it for righteous reasons that we are just that we are holy that we are right that we're godly that we're doing it the right way but in reality our actions are are well if we could you know pull back the facade if we could pull back the the mask we would see it's all motivated by selfishness self-interest pride Yeah, just, you know, all these other negative things. Even though it looks godly, it looks holy. The action itself may appear to be godly, but it's all done for the wrong reason. And I struggle with that because look, I have enough problems with sinning. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm, I know I'm a sinner. So I struggle, I have my own struggles, but isn't it something like, Can you imagine that you could go to church for the wrong reason? You could give money for the wrong reason. You could help someone for the wrong reason. Like you could do these godly things. But when you think about it, it's a very biblical concern. Because Jesus mentions this in, well, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Let me give you some examples. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Hey, if you're going to do good works, if you're going to do acts of charity, hey, don't do it to be seen. Don't do it for people to to see what you're doing. Then your good action can actually become wrong. It can become sinful. All right, so, so that means there's already a biblical principle to this. In fact, Jesus goes on to say, Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, that principle would apply to anything spiritual. Are you doing it? to have the glory of men? Are you doing it to be seen of men? Are you doing it because to have their glory, you're ultimately doing it to exalt yourself. At what point does your spiritual action cross the line? And now there's really nothing godly about it. I think some things churches were doing during the pandemic was more about drawing attention to themselves, building an audience for them. It was about them, them, them. Look at us, look at us, look at us, look at us, look at us. us. And then they they got news coverage and they had articles and there were podcasts about them. And they made a point because they were taking a stand against tyranny. But I wonder, was it more about them building, well, their own, you know, they, they were able to maintain and grow and build. And like, now, again, it's very, I'm not, no make this very clear. I'm not saying that we should point to other people and say, is that, that's what they are doing. I'm saying that we can look at the actions of other people and then ask ourselves, Hmm. And what way could I be guilty of doing something like it's more about us than it is other people now. So, because it's really not for me to try to tell other people what they're doing. Cause I cannot see in their heart, but I can look at other actions and go, I wonder if I was to do similar action, would I be doing it for God? Or would I be doing it for me? And Jesus is very clear about this. Hey, Hey, don't do things where you're basically doing it to have glory of men. But when you do your alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret and thy father would see it in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Jesus then gives us a very clear way, at least when it comes to doing good or helping. Hey, don't let anyone know. Then you don't have to worry about it. If no one sees and no one knows, you're not getting a thank you. You're not getting praise. You're not getting mentioned. You're not getting glorified in any way, shape, or form. All right. Okay. That that seems to be a, a pretty good biblical uh, principle that we can apply. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Verse five. And when thou prayest. Now, that's what I want to talk about tonight. So I've kind of asked, when does our spiritual actions become sinful? Or at what point does our spiritual actions where, where where can we cross the line? How do we know when we cross the line? How do we know when our sinful or our spiritual actions become sinful or are selfish or ungodly or unbiblical? So Jesus talks about doing alms, doing these good things, helping people, that type of thing. And then Jesus turns to prayer. Now, Christians would say prayer is something that God calls us to do. We're to pray without ceasing, right? We are to give, uh, to lift up our prayer, our supplications to God, our petitions to God. We know this. So we would say prayer is something good, something right, something commanded in scripture. But at what point can your prayer, can your prayer at some point cross a line where your prayer becomes actually sinful and ungodly? Look what Jesus goes on to say about prayer. When thou prayest, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, I've talked about many times, I think, Christians who sometimes pray in public. I think sometimes that's what it looks like to me. Hey, you're going to pray for your food, but you're going to pray loud enough that everyone in the restaurant can hear. You're going to pray loud. And why? why do you need to do that? If if you're if you're at a table with four or five Christians, hey, let's pray. No one needs to pray out loud. You can just bow their head and say, "Lord, thank you for this food." You know, forgive me for my sins. Pray. All right, bless this time. I mean, you don't have to make a spectacle of yourself. You don't have to do anything. Now, some people say, "Well, I'm doing this to be a witness." Prayer is not. For you to be a witness, prayer is for you to communicate to God. If you have any other motive other than communicating to God in your prayer, if you want to be seen, if you're trying to make a point, if you're trying to get a message across, like, you know, Lord, we pray and we thank you for sending your son for sinners who cannot be saved apart from your son. If you're praying that because you want someone to hear it, well, then your prayer is not prayer, you're preaching. And at that point, you're not communicating with God. In fact, at that point, you're taking something so intimate, so beautiful as your ability as a sinful creature to communicate with an eternal, holy God. And you're taking that and you're turning it into you to get a message across or you to try to, prayer is not a tool for you to utilize for other purposes. Prayer is a beautiful opportunity for a sinful human being to communicate with their creator. You don't do it to be seen. You don't do that. There's, there, it's just, there's nothing right about that. You you don't, you don't, if you're, if you're praying, you don't need to do anything. You don't need some external, I mean, all you gotta do is you can just close your eyes. You don't have to make a, a show of it. You don't have to make it a spectacle. You don't have to be seen. You can pray at any time. You can be doing anything and you can, in your mind, you can be saying, Lord God, I I bring this petition or this intercession or this concern or this worry or this sin before you. And it's heartfelt communication to God. I, I, I've struggled with this issue. You've heard me talk about prayer and when do I feel prayer becomes wrong? So many times. I, I feel like so many times in church when pastors pray. If they're praying before their sermon, they almost use the prayer as an introduction to the sermon. That's not prayer. Or at the end of their sermon, they they then use the prayer to review their sermon. They're still preaching to the people. When you're praying to God, you're not speaking to the people. You're speaking to God. Communicate with God in a real way. And if you're doing it to be, well, that's what's on the list and our list of things to do in church. No, Here's what I've said. The pastor doesn't need to pray before his sermon, before the people. He should have already prayed for his sermon way before he even got to church. Now, if he thinks the people need to pray before the sermon, then just offer three, four minutes of silence so that people can pray. Do you need to lead them in prayer? I guess you can. In many cases, when you're leading them to prayer, are they even listening to what you're saying? The key is create a situation where people are communicating with God. And if you feel that you need, like if you're just, you're worried or you're nervous, then, then pray. But then even there, sometimes you know what you're praying to do. You're praying and you're going to say in your prayer, Lord, you know that I haven't slept in 24 hours. Lord, you know that I've been under a lot of stress. Lord, have mercy on this sermon. But in many cases, you may be saying that so that the people will have mercy on your sermon. So your, 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 your pretense is you're praying to God when in reality, you're not praying to God. That to me is serious and that's dangerous. Jesus warns, hey, don't pray to be seen. Don't pray. And I say, when you pray, make sure you're talking to God. Many times when I was in the military, I'd be asked to pray for a retirement ceremony or something. And so many times I'm like, what am I doing? This is so like... It's almost like it's just what we're supposed to do this now. Like, am I really communicating to God? Like, am I really communicating to God here? Or is it like, just like almost like a speech? Oh, no, I, I can't. I, I don't. If prayer is communication with God, then that's what we should do. Look what Jesus says. Matthew 6, 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Pray in secret, because you're talking to God. You're talking to God. If you're talking to someone, like, it's so weird, like if I'm, if someone at church is talking to me, do I turn on the microphone and say, all right, everyone, listen to me and this person have a conversation? Do I do that? Do I like, oh, oh, someone wants to talk to me. Hey, everyone, listen. Everyone sit down and bow your head and listen as I talk to this person. If it's me praying to God for my sermon, that should have been done way before I got to church. If it's me praying for the congregation, then okay, then okay. Then I, just the, but then, then the question is, does the congregation need to hear me pray? Like I can pray for them before I get to church. Literally all the praying can be done before I get to church. Now, if there's a special situation or a special need that has arisen at that moment, then maybe you can say, hey, 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 everyone, we're going to take a moment to pray because there's something going on or, or this just happened. Okay, a lot of the praying should have already been done before church. So then we're praying because it's a part of the service. Because, because someone has decided this is what you're supposed to do. If prayer is communication with God, I question a lot of what we do because I think a lot of it crosses the line where it's being done through vainglory, selfishness, make a point, checking a box. There's just a lot of things about it that I sometimes question. And maybe I question it because I know my own selfishness, my own ego, my own pride, my own self-glory, vain glory that is inside of me. I know. Now, what did I hear on a podcast? That made me start questioning this and start asking these questions. What could I have possibly heard on American Family News? AFN. American Family News. From AFR. From American Family Radio. The AFN Newscast. The AF Newscast. American Family Newscast. However you want to abbreviate it. Whatever letters you want to use. It's all the same, you know, organization or they would refer to themselves the same ministry. What could I have possibly heard? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Now, before I play this, here's what I need. Here's what I need. I'm dropping pencils everywhere. Here's what I need. I just heard this not too long ago, so I have not researched this. I have not done a lot of thinking this through. But I, all the things I just said in my introduction, I do want you to think about and I do want you to struggle with. When it comes to our good deeds, our good actions, our spiritual actions, at what point can they become sinful? Because I, and this is, I talked about this in the end of 2023, that we need to learn to fear ourselves. And there's plenty to fear inside of us because we're sinful, that we can take even spiritual acts. In many cases, we're utilizing those spiritual acts, but it's being done for selfish reasons. Ungodly reasons. And we just, we just sometimes cannot bring ourselves to face the truth. So what you're about to hear, this is going to be my suggestion. I'm going to kind of present this and how it's presented in this very brief newscast. It's just a segment of their, their, what, five minute newscast. So it's not very long, but we're going to have to look up. We need to look up the prayer itself. There's, it's going to be about a prayer. And we just need to gather more information. So I'm going to just say, my initial feelings was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This just sounds wrong. But I don't want to be that dogmatic. What I'm going to say is I heard this and it leaves me with an uneasy feeling. And then I want you to take what you have here. You're going to have some names. You're going to, I don't know if you're going to get a date. You're going to get a name of an additional podcast to look up. And I want you, if you don't mind looking some things up and then email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com first to see, tell me what you have found. And then by all means, voice your opinion and what you think. You may think that what happened here was perfectly right. I'm going to struggle with this and I'm struggling with it on the basis that prayer is not where you're supposed to make a point. Prayer is where you're supposed to be talking to God. So I'm not a fan of prayer being used to make a point. Oh, I'm going to get a chance to pray. Well, watch this. Watch this. I'm going to let the people have it. Whoa, whoa. And I've heard preachers say that. Well, I I got asked to pray at this situation and man, I let those people have it. I'm like, well, then you weren't talking to God. So why were you up there pretending to talk to God? That to me is sacrilegious. That's almost blasphemous. You're, you're you're giving pretense that you're talking to God when you're there to preach or you're there to make some spiritual point. That's not talking to God. It would be better to say, you know what? I don't feel like praying in that situation. than it is to say, I'm going to use this prayer so I can let these people have it. I'm going to let these people have it. Whoa, you, you're, you, you, that's, that you were really talking to God then. Now, you can tell me in this situation what you think is happening. I'm not making any judgment on this situation. I'm making judgment on just the principle of us taking alms, any type of spiritual action or prayer, and it becomes wrong. It becomes sinful. It becomes ungodly. We're doing it in an unbiblical way. That's the principle. You can take that with you. The situation I'm about to play for you, we need time to work it through. So I I, I know we're going to return to this. All right. So here we go. This is from AFN, American Family News, AFN Newscast, from AFR, American Family Radio. Uh, here we go. This, this is from the evening, the evening news update. And just listen to this. And uh, the volume is not as loud as I want it to be. But I didn't even think about coming in and trying to uh, put it into software to up the volume. Just listen carefully. Oh,
1: here we go. Pastor Jack Hibbs of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, was asked by House Speaker Mike Johnson to open Congress in a prayer in late January. AFN Steve Jordahl reports now 26 House Democrats have filed a letter of complaint to Speaker Johnson against Hibbs. I bet you can guess why. When a religious leader is asked to open a session of Congress with a prayer, he's given a list of restrictions to take in mind when writing out that prayer, specifically that it should be inclusive of all religions.
0: Okay, so whenever you're asked to give a prayer, I guess before Congress, you're given some restrictions. You're given some restrictions. Now, at that moment, you can be like, well, I'm not going to follow those restrictions. So, do you still want me to do it? No that that to me is the very uh, uh, ethical, upright, godly thing, right? I, you can say I don't agree with these restrictions, right? You you can say I don't agree with these restrictions. You can tell them. You can voice your complaint. You can then go stand in front of Congress. You can stand anywhere in Washington D.C. and say they asked me to pray and pray, and here are the restrictions they gave me, and no one can do. It. And you can condemn it, but you're given the restrictions. So if you agreed to do it, should you not follow those rules? Well, Pastor Jack Hibbs from Chino Hills Calvary Chapel, well, he was asked to pray and he was given those restrictions. But something supposedly happened that seems to be he didn't follow those rules. Now, what could it be that had him not follow the
1: rules. Pastor Jack Hibbs must have missed that part.
0: Almighty God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, together we come before you in humility.
1: He warned members of Congress about their waiting judgment from God on all those in authority.
0: He warned those of coming judgment. Now, wait a minute. In your prayer, you're warning others. See, at this point, prayer doesn't mean to me become you're talking to God. You, you're now warning people. What, I, you're talking to God. Who are you warning? Like in, in his prayer, he warned those of the, of the coming judgment for those in authority. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you talking to God? Right, now, if you're talking to God, then you would be interceding for them, so then I, were you interceding or were you warning? if you're warning, then you're talking to them and not talking to God. so you're giving pretense you're talking to God, using the name of God, but you're not really talking to God, you're talking to the people. See I got a so already I'm getting a little worried all right let's see what happens here.
1: Then he closed with this. I offer this prayer
0: to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our crucified Savior and resurrected Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Twenty-six Democrat members were offended enough to send a letter of complaint to the Speaker of the House about the Christian nationalist prayer, which they called militant and fanatical. Hibbs told Tacos host Jan Markell on understanding the Times on AFR the prayer he first submitted for the record was milquetoast enough for the congressional censors.
0: Did you hear that? Now, he told... Jan Markell on Understanding the Times, we have reviewed uh, many clips from that podcast. So we need to find where Jack Hibbs was uh, recently on uh, Understanding the Times with Jan Markell and find where he talked about this prayer. But did you hear that? The original one he submitted was good to go. So he submitted one prayer and delivered another prayer. Now, is that godly? Is that spiritual? And I know there's going to be, it's going to be typically Christian men. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. You get around those sensors and then you go in there and you let them have it. No, 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 no. That's not what prayer is about. Prayer is about Jack Hibbs communicating with the eternal God. It's not for Jack Hibbs to go make some point because when you're out there trying to make a point, even though you're convincing yourself, it's about God. It becomes about you because now guess who is getting the attention? Not God, Jack Hibbs. He's in the news and he was on a podcast. So now the prayer becomes about him and not about God. That to me is where, is the, is where things go completely wrong. Now, if he submitted, why did he submit a prayer that followed those rules and then he decided to change in midstream? Why? Why? You seen now what would be the Christian way to justify this? What would be the Christian way to say someone he says, here are the rules, you submit to the rules, then you break the rules. What would be the Christian way to get around that? What would be the Christian way to justify said actions? What would be the way to justify it? Come on. Someone tell me. Come on. I, I, I know someone out there is yelling it. Someone's got to be screaming. Are you ready? Here we go. Somewhere decades ago, there's some rules about what you can and cannot say, yeah. and those are sent to you, and you're supposed to agree with them but
1: he says the holy spirit prompted him to make some revisions
0: so i wrote down a prayer that was from what i believe was of course my heart but in alignment with scripture a uh, central texas county is issued the holy spirit hey that's the that's that that's the, that's the uh, ace up the sleeve hey I, I submitted this to follow the rules then i broke the rules because the holy spirit led me to The Holy Spirit led me to. Well, I guess the Holy Spirit couldn't have led you before you submitted your first prayer. Now, the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit was telling you to change your prayer, you could have then contacted them and said, "Hey, I got a problem. The Holy Spirit's telling me that I I mean if you I mean obviously Calvary Chapel, it's got charismatic leaning, so obviously they believe God is speaking outside of the scriptures. So, let's say let's just go for argument's sake. God talked to you and said, "No, no, no, that's not the prayer I want." Well, then guess what? You would contact the people and say, "Hey, I know I'm supposed to pray in 30 minutes, but God has told me that I have to pray a different prayer than the one submitted. So do I need to show you what I'm going to pray or what should I do? Because I want to be upfront. I want to have integrity. I want to show respect and I want to do everything I can. At the same time, I cannot go against my conscience and I cannot go against what God is telling me. But no, it appears he didn't do that. He submitted one thing, prayed a different thing. That's what it appears. Now, again, what did I say? We need to do more research on this. And now he's going to be seen as like the man and those liberal Democrats who are offended. Now, you could argue, why are you offended? You know, if if the prayers have to be so watered down that they don't offend anyone, it's probably a good idea to just get rid of prayer before the opening of Congress in the first place, Right. I mean, you could argue, what, and again, people can pray, uh, we could get into all kinds of discussions about that. Sometimes it's, that's just, it's mere symbolism and formality, then it means anything. So what do you think? Do you think that that crossed the line? Do you think it crossed the line? I'm, I'm asking you. I have problems with it from what I have heard reported in that very small clip. There's obviously far greater context. So maybe he did tell them. Maybe he did say, hey, I'm not going to follow the rules. And they were like, go ahead, go ahead and pray. And then these Democrats got upset. Maybe he didn't tell them. I don't know. Those are the questions Christian, if you're going to be reporting this on a Christian radio network, that's the question I would be asking. Hey, I mean, if they interviewed him, hey, did 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 you, did you you tell them that you were going to break the rules? Well, no. Well, why didn't you? And why didn't the Holy Spirit tell you when you wrote the first prayer? Well, maybe he was, but I wasn't listening, but you listened. And do you do realize now that because of this, you become the story and not the prayer. And then the question would be, we'd have to listen to the whole prayer. So hopefully we can find audio of the entire prayer. I'm hoping Jan Markell plays the entire prayer, but then I wonder how much of the prayer, because if in the prayer, he's warning people, that doesn't sound like prayer. This sounds like he wanted to take an opportunity to deliver a message and not a message to God because you know what? Well, you could be offering that prayer anytime you want because you can talk to God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. When does our spiritual actions become sinful? When does our spiritual Things like alms and and good works or, or even prayer. When does it become fasting? Jesus warns about fasting as well in the Sermon on the When does it become wrong? When it becomes sinful. And it almost always becomes wrong when it becomes about you. When you're using the religious thing as simply a, a cover for you to ultimately exalt yourself. You're going to prove a point. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do this. I saw plenty of churches do that nonsense during COVID. Oh, look at us. We're not following the rules. Look at yeah, you're making it about you. You're making it about you. You're making a point. You're putting it out on social media. You're bragging about it. You're flaunting it. You're almost, you're almost challenging them to do something. Instead of saying, whoa, okay, we got a problem here. We we have we, we think we have a conflict here. So hey guys, can we meet in private? Okay, come on, help me. Help me be able to have meetings and 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 let's work together. What can we do? But no, it was usually we're going to make us, it's like, you know, a a teenager trying to make some point in high school. Now you say, you may be, well, Congress should not have rules about prayers. Well, okay, maybe they shouldn't. Well, then guess what? Christians can say, I'm not going to follow your rules. End of story. Not going to follow your rules. Not, not going to follow your rules. There you go. I mean, you can just be very clear. I'm not going to follow your rules. Okay, well, then you can't pray. Okay. Then then Christians in Congress can then pray themselves. They can just say, I'm, I'm going to take five minutes of silence and I'm going to pray. Or you know what? That's even then you're making a show. The congressmen can pray before they even get there. They can have a prayer meeting before they even go into the floor. They can have a prayer meeting after. They could, they, could, they could rent out a building and pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's always weird when we, want to, when we fight about prayer because we want to make a point. We want, to, we want to be able to do it in a certain place in a certain way. Well, because you, you're drawing the attention to you. You don't have to make it a spectacle. So I don't know. To me, it just seems the whole thing seems questionable. Is that a good good enough word? Is that is that good enough? Or maybe, let me state it. It's, it's questionable to me. It may not be questionable in its totality. It's questionable to me because it seems very much like he he knew what the rules were. He broke the rules and then he got up there. And then the way AFN described it, now again, we would have to hear it, that he warned them. Now, how did he warn them in the prayer? I don't know. And then and, and when you start writing out your prayer and you're trying to make some point, again, are you really talking to God? All public prayers I struggle with. This is not an, look, I get mad at myself because it's just almost habit that when a sermon ends, let's pray, right? It's almost like they're wrapping it up. And I don't know, probably 99% of the time, guess what I do? I'm rehashing the points i just made in the sermon god doesn't need to hear me rehash the points of my sermon i am I, i'm i'm giving pretense of talking to god when i'm still i'm i'm, I'm getting a i'm i'm wrapping up the points of my sermon that is not right Sometimes in prayer, uh, pastors before a sermon are like, Lord, you gave me this message. Now you're basically telling the people, you can't question my sermon because I got it from God. So you're using prayer now to kind of uh, offer a, an, a, kind of a, an argument of, for your sermon that the people can't refute. There's so much, there's so, look, we are so sinful. Our hearts are so deceitful. That we will deceive our own selves into thinking the godly thing we're doing, we're doing it for God when it's really all self-glorification, self-exaltation, vain glory. It's all about us, 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 and that scares me to death spiritually. This is not even about Jack Hibbs. It's not even really about that story. It's about all of us to look at our lives and think about the times you've done spiritual things, but it was done for selfish, ungodly reasons. See if you can name some situations where you're guilty of that. Don't worry about Jack Hibbs first. Worry about yourself. Then I would like for you to dig into this story and see what you can find and well, then we can come back and talk. I'm going to definitely be looking for Understanding the Times with Jen Markell to see if I can find the episode where Jack Kibbs was on there talking about his prayer. The prayer happened in January. So that's like, you know, probably three, four, five episodes of Understanding the Times. It comes out once a week. So we should be able to track it down relatively quick. And I would love to find that interview por- portion only where he talks about the prayer. If you do listen to it, give me the timestamp and the episode date. So that we can come back and talk about it. But I think this raises some serious questions that we need to talk and ask ourselves. Because I I, I look forget forget Jack Hibbs. I'm guilty I'm guilty of this all the time. Man, I can I can make you can make things sound so godly and so spiritual and so right. Man, it's all about me. I don't know how many times and I'll end with this. My independent fundamental Baptist church in Nebraska, I think it was Thursday nights. I think it was Thursday nights. It may have been Tuesday nights, Tuesday or Thursdays. All the men were. Would, it was typically men. You meet at the church, and then we went door to door to door to door to door to door, knock on doors. I loathed it. I hated it. I felt like we were bothering people, and it was confrontational. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. And what I hated the most is when we got back. And listen to those Christian. Oh, so and so opened the door, and they said this, and I said this, and da 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 da. And I told them, and da da da. I proved that point, and man, I said this, and they didn't know what to say. And it's like, man, you you're like you're like you almost you're you're celebrating. You're almost like you're getting excited because you're having these confrontation with people at their door. It's like you tell these stories, and it seems like it's not about God. It's not even about the fact that that lost sinner. May not know Christ. It's about you and what you did and how you had this confrontation and how you shut them up or you asked this question and they couldn't answer it or they tried to smart, they smarted off and you smarted right back. And it's like, you're, you're kind of relishing this. You're, you're kind of, you're kind of almost like you you're coming alive telling the story and the story is about you. And trust me. I've told those same kinds of stories. I've told those same kinds of stories where it was about me. And I and when, if anyone would have confronted me about those stories, I would have gotten angry and said, you're trying to pour water on my passion and zeal for God. I'm out there serving God. And what are you doing? You're just criticizing me. But guess what? They would have been right. Because all I was doing was exalting me. I wanted to be the big, bad, tough Christian who stood against anyone. And I'm out there doing something. It wasn't about God. It wasn't about people. It was about me. I have to ask that question every time I turn on this microphone. Is this really about you? Is this really about God? Or is it about me? And you know what? probably way more than 50% of the time, it's probably about me. So many times when I preach, it's about me. Because I want to know if the sermon was good. I want to know if someone liked it. And if it went wrong, then I'm mad because I look stupid. Or if I, on a podcast, I, 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 I mean, I make mistakes a lot of times pronouncing names or places, or if I'm reading, I will, I will, you know, sometimes read the word wrong and then I'll go back going, man, what was I thinking? Sometimes people listening will email me and point out, you said this wrong. You said this wrong. You said this wrong. You used a double negative. you, You had your subject verb agreement was wrong. And okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you know what? I get upset about it. You know why? Because it makes me look dumb. See, that's making it about me. If I was asked to pray before Congress, what would I pray? Because whatever I pray has nothing to do with the people listening. If I'm praying so that Democrats will hear me, If I'm praying so Republicans will hear me, then I'm not talking to God. I would need to be in the right mindset that I'm going to stand in this place, place of power, place of position, place of prestige, and I'm going to be communicating to the God of the universe. Am I really going to communicate to God? Because if I am, none of those people in that room exist at that point in time. None of them. If they exist, then I'm not talking to God. Right? If if you're talking to someone and they're like, whoa, 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 wait hey, hey, wait, hey, wait a minute. Hey, and then they get ready to say something. And they're like, just think, this is not a perfect illustration. If you're, if you are with a, let's say you're a woman and you're with a guy, right? And the guy and you you like him and he likes you or you think he does and he's talking to you. But all of a sudden he starts talking because he wants the girl sitting at the table right next to yours. Like maybe you're at a restaurant and he wants her to hear so that she will listen to him. I think you're going to be like, whoa, hey, buddy, you're here with me. You're talking to me. Listen to me. Talk to me. Don't talk to her. I wonder how many times in our prayer. I'm not saying God would ever say this, but I wonder in a roundabout way that we're we're talking to other people. We're not really talking to God. And I wonder if God. I mean, God recognizes that you're not talking to me. You you wanted the Democrats to hear this. You wanted the politicians to hear this. Well, maybe you should have said you're not open to come pray. You're you're, come, you're willing to come address Congress. Prayer is not where you address Congress. Prayer is where you address the King of Kings. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Love to get your feedback. God bless.